It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You are. Recorded live. Well, praise the Lord. We thank God for another Wednesday night Bible study. This is Personal Touch International Ministries, where our pastor is Apostle Tracy Robinson and Pastor Roosevelt Robinson. You can find out more about us by going online at personaltouchinternationalministries.org. Again, this is Personal Touch International Ministries online Bible study. Uh, We come to you every Wednesday at 8 o'clock, and you can find out more about us by logging on to our website at personaltouchinternationalministries.org. Tonight, we're going to be talking about, the topic for tonight is the importance of having a good biblical understanding for our lives. Again, the topic is the importance of having a good biblical understanding for our lives. Um, change phones here. I do something here. So we thank God for everybody who will be tuning in. Those who will be tuning in later. But we're going to go ahead and get into the Word of God here. Um, the first scripture we have a couple of scriptures. I call them anchor scriptures, if you will. The first one here is going to be Second Timothy three and sixteen. That's Second Timothy three and sixteen. And I'll go ahead and read the scriptures. I'll have quite a few. So if you need to write them down, um, you might want to do that. Or if not, I'll go back over them again. But let's look at 2 Timothy 3 and 16. It says, All scripture is God-breathed, given by, and I'm reading out of the Amplified, given by divine inspiration, and is profitable for instruction, for conviction of sin, for correction of error and restoration to obedience, for training in righteousness, learning to live in conformity to God's will, both publicly and privately, behaving honorably with personal integrity and moral courage. Again, we're talking about the importance of having a good biblical understanding for our lives. So before we really want to move on, I wanted to make sure that we all understood that all the scriptures... You know, we talk about 66 books, but really the Bible is actually just one big book that's broken down like that. And it's one big book. It talks about the Old Testament and New Testament. They all kind of go together. So a lot of times people like to take one and not the other, but they all go together. We know Jesus Christ was talked about in the Old Testament. He was concealed and revealed in the New Testament. So all Scripture is God-breathed, given by divine inspiration and is profitable for instruction, for conviction of sin, for correction. So the Word of God is for everything that we would need for our lives. We can find it in the Word of God. Another anchor scripture I have here is Third John 1 and 2. It says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Again, 
3 John 1 and 2, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. In this study, we will take a look at how having a practical understanding of the Word of God can lead us to be what God has called us to be in our jobs, families, churches, schools, and everyday living. The Word of God is practical. It is designed for us to, to lead and guide us not just to into the things of the Spirit, but our basic everyday living. The Word of God has something to say about how who we um, what jobs we take, what jobs we don't take, you know, um, how we engage with people. So the Word of God, there's everything, there's nothing in the Word of God, there's nothing that we will go through that the Word of God does not have an answer for. The Word of God contains principle, principles that if we are able to grasp them can save us a lot of heartaches. Many things we're going through in our lives now are a result of the choices that we made in the past. Just think how much better we would be if we had consulted the Word of God before making some of the choices that we made. It is the desire of the Lord for us to have life and life more abundantly. But many of us are not walking in that life, not because God is holding something back from us or because he does not hear us. No, we are not walking in the life that God has for us because we don't have a biblical understanding of the Word of God for our lives and our practical everyday living. Sometimes we can be so spiritual that we don't really understand that the Word of God is is, is basic. It's, there are some basic scriptures that are, they seem basic because um, there's nothing basic about the Word of God. But the, there are just some practical scriptures that if we would just follow, we would be a lot further on up in our lives. We would not be going through the things that we go through if we just follow those basic scriptures. A lot of times we want a mystical word. We want a prophetic word, which is great, and we want to be healed. We want to see miracles. All of those things are great. But if we can just get down into the word of God and use with the basic scriptures, our lives will be so much better. Again, I have a few more scriptures here. John sixteen thirteen. It says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. So we don't want to forget that the spirit of God, matching together with the word of God, will lead and guide us into all things. What we're going to talk about tonight, the importance of having a good biblical understanding for our lives, is we're going to be talking about principles. You know, principles, not just thou shall not do or thou shall do this. You know, many times people will say, well, I couldn't find that in the Word of God. I didn't, you know, should should I do this or should I go here? But the Word of God consists of principles. You know, it's not like you're going to go to the Word of God and, and find a scripture that says, thou shall marry this person or thou shall take this job. No, there are certain principles that if we have an understanding of it, then we won't miss. So the definition of principles. Um, I have one here, is fundamental truth or proposition that serves as the foundation for a system of system of belief or behavior or a chain of understanding. So when we talk about principles, we're talking about a foundational belief, a foundation system. We're talking about um, something that will hold. It's like an anchor. You know, the scripture says, one of the, the scriptures, it says Galatians 6 and 7 so that if you reap to the flesh, you'll sow to the flesh. I mean, right, if you sow to the flesh, you'll reap to the flesh. Well, that's a principle. That's a basic principle. You don't have to 
Um, be surprised about how things are going or turning out in your life because the bottom line is if we sow to the flesh, we're going to reap from the flesh. That's just a basic principle, okay? If we sow to the Spirit, we're going to reap from the Spirit. That's a basic principle. St. John 8.34 lets us know that whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. So you don't have to, you know, wonder what's going on in your life or wondering um, if you're a certain place with God because the Word of God just told us here, that's a principle, that if you commit sin, so whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. So, again, these are like basic principles. A lot of times we want to be act like we're surprised when things don't go our way or when things happen in our lives or with our loved ones. But if we would just look at the look at what's going on and compare it with the Word of God based on the principles, we won't be, again, we won't be um, surprised. Again, and I'm going to go through. Uh, any comments or questions before I get started? Well, I'm already started before I keep going. Okay. We have a, quite a few scriptures here. We're going to look at Proverbs 11 and 2. Proverbs 11 and 2. And I'm going to bring something up here. System here. It says, when pride cometh, then comes the shame, but with the lowly is wisdom. This is another principle here. This is another um, biblical scripture to kind of help us to get a biblical understanding for our lives. When pride cometh, when we're operating in pride, or when we see somebody operating in pride, we already know that shame is going to be that is going to come. That means that person is going to be embarrassed. God is going to their their actions is going to put them to shame. So again, that's a basic principle. You know, Proverbs eleven thirteen. He who goes about as a gossip reveals secrets, but he who is trustworthy and faithful keeps the matter hidden. So again, if you are talking to someone and both of you are talking about someone else, why are you shocked when that person reveals your secret? Because the Word of God just told you, he who goes about as a gossip reveals secrets, but it's not trustworthy. This person is not faithful. So. But they're not trustworthy and faithful. If, again, we think that that person that we're special, that the person is going to treat us differently than they treat everyone else, and that's not the case. The bottom line is the Word of God tells you that if you a, a person is a gossiper, they reveal secrets. The person is not trustworthy. They're not faithful. Okay. So again, you can't be surprised when they treat you a certain way, because the Word of God just told you that they wouldn't be faithful. Again, we're talking about having a good biblical understanding for our lives. Again, God wants us to prosper in our spirit, soul, and body. Unfortunately, we are holding up that, that prosperity by the way we live our lives, you know, by the way we you know, um, do things, by our own, our own actions. God wants us to prosper spiritually, emotionally, physically, and not just spiritually, but in all areas of our lives. But again, if we are not using the word of God, you know, the Word of God is, tells us how to pray. The Word of God tells us how to fast. It tells us how to get along with our spouses, how to get along with people. But the Word of God also tells you how to, to plan your life. The Word of God also tells us, you know, how how to do certain things. The Word of God tells us, you know, when we talk about uh, building a, 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 a vision, the Word of God gives us all of these things. But if we overlook the Word of God, because the Word of God is so simple. You know, it really is. It's so simple 
that a lot of times people will overlook certain things because we want a great word. You know, we want to hear from the prophet. We want to hear from the apostle all the things that God is going to do in our lives. And we overlook the, the simple things like paying your bills on time, you know, about eating healthy, about exercising. All of these things are just basic things that if we did, that we would, again, we would be much healthy and much further up the road. How to get along with people, you know. Some of us have a problem. We, we can get along great with people in the church or people who, you know, we, we like and all that kind of stuff. But what about the person who uh, uh, bucks up against us? Or what about the person who doesn't agree with us? Can we get along with that individual? Well, the Word of God tells us what to do. It says leave your gift at the altar, you know. Is that the, these are things, again, that are basic. These are things that are basic everyday living. God is concerned about not just our salvation, which is number one, but after we get our salvation, how are we living? How are we living? How is our everyday living? Are we, is the word of God, you know, it's one thing for me to quote the word of God to you to you um, people or to talk about the scripture. But here's the thing. How is the word of God when you, I'm not on the phone? What about the word, how do I get along with my coworkers? How do I get along with the, my family? Okay, you know, we want to be one way here and someplace different. And that's not, that's a problem. Because when we are double-minded, because that's double-mindedness, okay, that's a, a symptom of double-mindedness. Because we need to be consistent. Our words, spirit, actions, everything need to be lined up with the Word of God. But when we're double-minded, the Word of God lets us know that we're un, that means you're unstable. So, again, I don't have to be shocked. When a person begins to show me instability or when I begin to act unstable, because the Word of God just told me a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So, again, I don't have to be shocked. I I shouldn't be shocked, right, because the Word of God had already gave me heads up. Again, everything we're, we're going through is the Word of God has the answer for us. The Word of God has the answer. The Word of God, if we were to consult the Word of God, the principles, of the Word of God, in the Word of God, then, again, a lot of these things that we're going through, you, me, all of us we're going through, we could have um, cut off a lot of this. We didn't have to deal with a lot of these things, okay? Um, Keep going here. Any comments or questions? Amen. Just keep on letting the Lord use you. This is a good study. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Apostle. God bless you. Um, The next scripture that I have here is he who troubles, mismanages his own house, will inherit the wind, nothing. And the foolish will be a servant to the wise-hearted. If you can't pay your bills because of mismanagement, why do you expect someone else to kind of give you something? Why do you expect, you know, if I'm, this tells me here, if I'm mismanaging my bills, I'm not paying my bills, or I'm buying things I shouldn't buy, the word that is tell me I'm not I'm gonna inherit nothing, the wind. Amen. Amen. So so the thing is it's kinda of like if I'm like this, I'm like, gosh, why well, I don't have any money. Well I don't have any money because of how I've been spending it. I'm mismanaging my bills. You know? Sometimes we overspend. You know, I mean we all can get into a bind sometimes, but a lot of times sometimes we just overspend. We just overspend sometimes. Let's see what I got here. The next scripture Proverbs 13.10 says, Through pride and presumption come nothing but strife, but skillful and godly wisdom is with those who welcome 
well-advised counsel, okay? Some of us are in the shape we are in because we don't want to listen, you know? Our pride makes us think that we know everything, and we we know everything. And when you know everything, the Word of God says before, pride comes before fall, okay? You, now you're in strife, okay? Uh, people will tell you, slow down, you know, that's not the person for you, that's not the girlfriend for you, um, be careful, you know, I think you should wait. But you go on anyway and hook up with the person, and now you guys are just always arguing. Nothing is peaceful, okay? Because, again, through pride and presumption, you know, a lot of times we think we know instead of consulting the Lord, you know. We don't want to just know because if we're presumptuous, again, we're going to get nothing but strife. I think I know that this is the job I should take, you know. And then I take the job, and I'm, I'm having problems with the co- my coworkers, you know. I think I know that this is what the Lord would have me to do. I think I know that this is what I should say. We go ahead of God and being presumptuous. And a pride always goes before a fall. Because one of the principles, the Word of God lets us know that the Lord hates pride. Now, he hates pride because that's like Lucifer. Lucifer said, I will, I will exalt myself, you know, all of these I wills. And God hates that. So, again, we have to be careful of that. Again, this is a biblical principle. There is nothing that we will go through that we will not be able to find a principle in the Word of God to cover it. There's nothing that we will go through. Um, I have a few more scriptures. Matthew 5 and 30. Okay. It says, And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off, and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that the whole body should be cast into hell. What is the scripture saying here? It's letting us know that Jesus is serious about sin. You know, he's not saying that you have to go cut off your um, a body part, but he's letting you know that he's serious about sin. He's using this example to get us to be serious as well. So you don't have to go around asking yourself, should I do so-and-so? If what you want to do is offending the word of God in you, then you need to cut it off. You know, well, should I go to the club? Should I do this? Should I take drinks? Should I... You know, whatever these, these should eyes that we have, okay, is just asking the word of God here, saying it is profitable, okay, that let one of your members perish than for the whole body to be cast into hell. So that's a biblical principle. You don't really have to, some of us, we try to live so close to the edge. You know, we want to be so close to the world. You know, well, I want to blend in. I don't want them to think I'm um, different. Well, you are different. You know, I want to blend, you know, I want to blend in. I don't want to be super spiritual. Well, you are super spiritual, you know. And the thing is, the, the problem is, because we get so close to the world, you know, we can't tell the difference between right or wrong. You know? we, we look at the, even in some of our churches, you have some people come to church, I mean, the dresses and stuff that they wear are so tight, it's like a club, okay. Again, the scripture says, and if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee, for it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not the whole body be cast into hell. Okay? Next scriptures, Matthew 6 and 12. It says, And forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors, letting go of, and this is amplified, both the wrong and the resentment. So now this is the model prayer, Matthew 6 and 12, where we pray in God, forgive us our debts, as we have forgiven our debtors, letting go both of the wrong and resentment. And Scripture further along says, 
For if you forgive others their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, nurturing your hurt and anger with the result that it interferes with your relationship with God, then your Father will not forgive your trespasses. Again, these are principles. Why do we want to come to God and ask him to forgive us, right? But we don't want to forgive other people. This, this, this prayer in Matthew assumes that we have forgiven our debtors or that we'll be willing to, to do it. It's a principle. It assumes that if we are going to expect the Lord to forgive our debt, that we are willing to forgive others, to let go of the wrong and resentment. But we don't do that. We don't even think about that. We want God to do his part, but we don't want to do what he's telling us to do. And then we wonder why we can't get total victory. So, again, these are principles in the word of God. You know, we wonder why, you know, the body of Christ, why we're not where we need to be, because we're missing some of these principles. You know, yeah, we, we're praying and we're fasting and all that that wonderful stuff, but we're not, we're in strife. We're in pride. We're presumptuous. You know, we don't want to forgive people or we don't want to release people. We want to make people pay. You know, we want to walk close to the world. And then we wonder why there, there's no power. So, again, we're looking at basic principles. Are there any comments or questions? Amen, Elder. So, so in other words, then, you, you're saying that I can't, I can't be straddling the fence. In other words, if I'm going to serve the Lord, I need to serve the Lord. And, and if I'm going to serve him, I need to I need to respond to his word. I need to study and understand his way of doing things. So that way I don't lean not to my own understanding or lean to the habits and the ways of that old man that, that the Lord and the word of God is processing me out of. Amen. 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 Because, you know, we, 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 tend, to, we tend to think that we can still you know, communicate, so to speak. In other words, do the same things that we did before, before we confessed salvation and made a vow to the Lord. And and I think that when you know, it's just gotten just like just like being able to say I love you. People can just say that without without any emotion, without any affection or anything. But mm-hmm. the thing is, coming into salvation, you're making a vow to the Lord, telling the Lord that I'm willing, I'm coming faithfully, I'm coming obediently. I'm not coming with with my will, but but you know to learn your will and to know how to do things according to your way. I'm coming to submit to commit to you, Amen. So I can do things the way you desire me to do them. But the thing is, is we are far off from that. We are so far off from that. And these principles are good, Amen. And even if they're practical, the Word of God can't get any more simpler than what it is. Amen. Amen. Because people just want to add to and, and, and they want to try and take away from what God means. God's word is his word. He he's not gonna change what he says. Amen. 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 Definitely. Amen. 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 Definitely not. Amen. The next scripture is Matthew, okay. Let me go here. I have a few here. Matthew seven six. It says, do not give that which is holy to dogs, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, for they will trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. You know, sometimes some of us, we we tell too much, you know. Um, 
we want to kind of go home and to our spouses and we want to ch- share the word of God, which is great, but we want to go on and on and on, and then we're offended when they don't see it the way we see it, you know. Um, or sometimes we'll say, I'm suffering for the name of Jesus. No, we're not suffering the name of Jesus. We're suffering because we talk too much. Sometimes we talk out of, ter- out of time. We, we give a person, we try to witness to somebody before they're ready or before the Lord of God, you know, gives us that unction. And we, we do it, and then we're wondering why there, there's that, that strife there. But the Word of God tells us, you know, don't do that. Don't so give what is holy to, to dogs. Don't, and that's just a principle, you know, that we got to be careful. Don't throw your pearls before pigs, for they will trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. So a lot of times if we give the word too soon or out of season, then that person winds up being an enemy to us because that word of God it wasn't ready yet. You know, sometimes God will have us in a person's life or on a job or, you know, in a marriage or whatever, in a relationship, and he'll have us just waiting. You know, we're just like, um, not well, undercover spies or sleeper spies. And we, what we're supposed to do is be there and let our light shine. We need to be there and mm-hmm. show God's um, um, grace. And as the Lord opens the door, as people ask questions or the door opens, then we're supposed to open them out. But we want to get there and automatically just start giving people, you know, scriptures. And, you know, we want to go to the hospital and all those things are great. But bottom line is God has to lead you. Because if God hey. doesn't lead you, you're going to be suffering, but it won't be for the name of Jesus. We're suffering because, again, we're presumptuous. You know, we're going on our own self, our own accord. You know, again, the Lord says acknowledge him in all, your, all our ways. That's a principle. And he said if we do that, he would direct our path. We don't acknowledge him in all our ways because we think we know. You know, I'm the evangelist. I'm the, the, the prophet. You know, I'm the soul winner. You know, this is what I'm supposed to do, and this is how I'm supposed to do it. You know, and we don't even acknowledge God. You know, we just go out and do things. You know, but again, in everything, we have to acknowledge the Lord. He told us to do that. You know, um, another scripture. Elder Legree, before before you go on, can I just piggyback there? Yes, please, um, sir. I, I, I'm just excited uh, to be on the line with you all on tonight. Excited uh, to hear. Happy to be here, uh, but I just want to piggyback right there. That comes also with the gift of discernment. It, when, 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 when the Lord gives us discernment on when to speak, how to speak, uh, we're very careful about the word that we carry, that we don't allow it to be trampled, uh, that that we don't allow it to be a wasted word. Uh, wasted energy, um, because when the Lord deposits into us, yes, we do get excited. Yes, we do want everybody to understand it and see it our way. But when the Lord gives us, when the Lord speaks and, and, and gives us direction on when and how to hold it, even with family, even with friends, because if not, that word will be trampled upon, and then we're left looking or we're left feeling some type of way because we expect them to, like you said, feel the way we feel, and they do not. So when they don't feel the way we feel, then we've got a question, okay, God, did, what did I just do? You moved out of turn. So, so yes, we have to be very careful in, in everything. And, and, yes, you know, spouses, yes, timing is everything in God. 
everything. It's, it's so crucial because if not, the word that, that would be a wasted word, and, yes, we left with our feelings hurt, and so that's when we have to say, okay, God, sharpen our gift of discernment. So when, when we need to speak, we can speak. When the door of opportunity is open, we need to be able to walk in. So I, I, I like that. I just wanted to just piggyback off of that. Amen. 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 Elder, I just thank and praise God for the brother, you know, commenting right there. Amen. Because I I really enjoyed that because I myself was just sitting around looking, saying, ooh, the the word of God is needed here, but discernment is needed even more to know when to speak that word. Amen. 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 I like that. Anybody have any questions? Mm -hmm. Okay, we're going to. I just want to thank Pastor Curry for that comment because I was going to ask the uh, elder as you were going over that scripture, could you give us another example of that? Because, you know, we, we have the tendency, and, and he hit it on the on the nail. He hit the nail on the head when he said spiritual discernment, and, and we do have to have that. But the thing is, people have to understand also, saints have to understand, we need to also know when to turn it off, when to Amen. turn it off. That spiritual discernment off because, see, we want everybody saved and we want everybody to get this truth. We, we're so zealous and we want everybody to know this and know that about the Lord and how good the Lord is. But, you know, the receptability of people nowadays as it, as it concerns the Lord is very shallow. Amen. And, and we'll find ourselves a lot of times in the, in the, in the pig pen trying to cast our pearls to the swine because people have a deaf ear. They're not listening. They're not trying to hear because it's not suiting up to their will. It's not suiting to, to you know, accompanying them and, and their understanding. They're not trying to even increase or ask the Lord to raise their understanding so they will know what God means. Amen. 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 And, and would you, y'all say that, you know, especially for people start now, how, to get that discernment, what, by reading the word, by praying, how would you say, Apostle and Pastor, that we would increase our discernment or begin to walk in our discernment? You ask me? Yes, ma'am. Amen. We, we, in order to, in order to, to have, to get spiritual discernment, spiritual discernment is a gift. Amen. And everybody that says they have spiritual discernment really don't have spiritual discernment. They just got to feel it. Amen. And then they try to uh, uh, accuse that or try to lay that on God. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not talking about anybody in general, but I'm just saying as a whole. But spiritual discernment is a, is a gift, and it's something that that God has to give us. And we need to pray and ask the Lord to give it to us. Amen. But we have to get into a place in him, studying as you started out. We've got to be able to study the word of God so that we are able to rightly divide the word of truth, divide the, rightly divide the word of God according to the will of God, amen, in spirit and in truth. And once we, once we come to a position in the Lord where God has, has cleaned us up, delivered us, and we're on the road, you know, of deliverance and sanctification, I do believe that the gifts of the Spirit are, you know, entitled to us. I believe that the Lord will, you know, endow those gifts within us and stuff as we begin to prosper in Him. But, I, you know, a lot of people, like I said, have not even gone through nothing, but yet they claim they have full, 
you know, spiritual discernment. A lot of people have not yielded their will totally to the Lord. They have not committed totally to the Lord, but yet they say they have spiritual discernment. And, you know, and I know God does what he wants to do and how he wants to do things, but the thing is it still remains the same. A lot of people's spiritual discernment, their senses are not being exercised by the word of God. In other words, that's what brings in spiritual discernment is when your senses are beginning to be exercised by the word of God. In other words, you're leaving the milk stage and you're beginning to eat meat. You're beginning to eat the meat of the word. You're beginning to understand what God is meaning in his word. Amen. And you won't just jump out there. When you're understanding, you want to make sure that you understand what God is saying. So spiritual discernment is something that God God gives us, but it, it is a gift, and, and, you know, and everybody really don't have it as they say they do. And having a feeling is not a spiritual discernment. Amen. Any other comments before we move on? Amen. The next scripture here, um, and again, the topic was importance of having a good biblical understanding for our lives. Matthew 7 and 17 says, Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. An example that I had, I had was to the ladies, you know, if the man that you're dating is not working now, you know, he's never really worked consistently, he's probably not going to work real hard once you get married, Okay. Um, so I think some of us, we see what we want to see and not what is in front of us. But the Word of God tells us that every, even so, if it's a good tree, it's going to bring forth good fruit. If it's a corrupt tree, it's going to bring forth evil fruit. You know, you you can't look, look at a, a corrupt tree and fool yourself thinking that you're going to get good fruit, you know, unless the Lord does something, you know, in there. But this is just a principle. To let us know a good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. A person can, you know, they can say, I love Jesus all they want. And I, you know, I do this in the church. And I, you know, I'm just on the usher board and all this type of stuff. But then they turn around and and you see them cursing and you see them, you know, living ungodly, right? So that's an, um, a, they want you to think that that's a good, they're a good fruit. But that's not a good fruit because that's an, coming from an evil tree. So if you see that, again, that person that's an unstable person. That's a person who will go off on you in a minute if under the right circumstance because they're unstable. They're not consistent. James said a, a, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You can't say you love God. The Scripture says, how can you say you love me? You don't do the things that I say I tell you to do. So you can't say that you love God and then you, you know, you're cheating on your wife or you love God or you, you're cursing or, you, you know, all of these things and you're habitually walking in the flesh. So again, the even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. Okay. Um, again, there are no surprises in the Word of God. There, if there are principles in the Word of God, that if we read and get a good understanding of those principles and ask the Lord to help us, we won't be surprised. James two and seventeen says, even so, faith, if it has not worked, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The 
devil also believeth and trembles. For wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? The first part says, even so, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. So I can have, you see somebody have all the faith, well, I'm going to believe God for this, but they don't want to do anything. Now, I believe God, they want to put everything on God. You know, will you believe that God is going to fix it, that God is going to bring health to our body, that he's going to give us a job? That's faith. That's great. But where is our works? You know, are we, again, are we eating right? Are we putting in applications? You know, are we looking for a job? You know, are we, you know, the things that we believe in God for, have we asked God to show us, okay, God, is this something that I should be that, that I should be doing, you know, to kind of um, to move in the right direction. Sometimes you may say no, but you want to have some works with that. Um, faith without w- works is dead. And we're not talking about saving faith because we know, when, you know, you don't have to work for salvation, for faith. But that, we're talking about after that. Many people are frustrated and are blaming God unfairly because they don't have a good biblical understanding of the word of God. Once you, we pray, we have to get up off our knees and do some work. Now, I'm not saying that go ahead of God, but we need to be aware of what we need to do. If we are relying on God to do, I call it magic, because that's all it is. If we're not, because here's the thing, if you don't have a good biblical understanding, you, we're in and out of the word of God, we really don't have a good firm foundation when it comes to who God is. So really we're, we're hoping that the Lord would do it. You know, we, we don't really know because we don't have a good relationship with the Lord. So because we don't have a strong, deep relation relationship, then we're hoping, you know. But the thing is, we have to make sure that, that okay, have to pray and begin to ask God, God to, to show me what I'm supposed to be doing. Because, again, faith is one thing. Because if we don't have any works with that, all faith is is just uh, like a magic. Some people use the, the word of God like magic. Oh, the, people say, oh, the devil is a lie. Well, no, not necessarily. If we're not living right, the devil is correct. You know, if we're not doing what we're supposed to do, the devil may be correct. So the thing is, we have to understand that there are some principles in the Word of God and that the problem is not with the Word of God. The problem is not with God. If we're praying and we believe in God and we're hoping and things are not lining up, then we have to be honest and say, okay, the problem may be on my end. The problem may be on my understanding of the Word of God. The problem may be on, you know, something I did or shouldn't do. But as I said before, the wonderful thing about God, we can always come to him. You know, we can always come to him. We can always pray. We can always ask for help. We can always repent if that's what we need to do. So it's real easy to get right with the Lord. But we have to humble ourselves. We have to humble ourselves and begin to um, ask God to to help us. And I'm going to close with my favorite scripture so far is Isaiah 59, 1 and 3. It says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that he can't save, nor his ear heavy, that he cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you. So what does that scripture mean? The Lord's hand is not shortened, that he can't save. That he can't save us from whatever money problems, from children's problems, health problems, job problems, um, any problems that we have, the Lord's hand is not shortened that he can't save. His ear is not so heavy. God doesn't get tired, you know, like, oh, my God, they're calling me again. They, he doesn't, his ear doesn't do that. But the problem is our sins, our way of seeing things, that's what's separating us from the word of God. You know, that's what's separating us because 
God works on principle, and there are certain things that we have to we have to line up with. We have to line up with the Word of God. God, yes, He can be touched by the feelings of our infirmities. He can be touched by our tears and by our feelings. But after all of that, we have to begin to walk in the Word of God. We have to begin to use the Word of God. We have to begin to use the principles because that's what moves God: is faith in His Word of God, in the Word. Any questions or comments? Because I'm finished, saints. Okay. Let me go over a couple of scriptures that you people can have it. Again, the topic was the importance of having a good biblical understanding for our lives. At Second Timothy 3 and 16, 3 John 1 and 2, those were like anchor scriptures. And the definition of principles was fundamental truth that serves as the foundation for a system of belief or behavior. And the word of God is our is a fundamental truth, is that, that we should build our lives upon, that our spirit, soul, and body should all be anchored to the principles of the word of God. And in closing, any comments or questions? I heard a phone, I mean, uh, somebody rattling their phone. Well, if not, we're going to pray to close. Elder Harley, can you close us out in prayer? Amen, amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank and praise you, Lord God. We thank and praise you for your word, Lord God, that you sent to us on this day. We, Lord God, we thank and praise you, Lord God, for understanding of your word, Father. We ask, O oh God, that even as we leave out of here, we remember that we need a good biblical understanding in the word of God, that in all our ways we are to acknowledge you and to allow you to direct our path. Father God, we ask, O oh God, that you will bless those Amen. Bless the pastor. Amen. The pastors that was on the line, Lord God, we ask, O oh God, that you would bless our teacher on tonight, Father God. If there be any sick among us, Father, Father God, we ask, O oh God, that you will heal, deliver, and set them free in the mighty name of Jesus. Again, Father, as we leave the line on tonight, remind us, Father, bring this word back to our remembrance. As we move throughout our days, Father God, bring this word back to our remembrance, Lord God, that we will Move according to your will and your ways. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen, saints. God bless you. God bless you. Amen.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.